sands through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life. Welcome back to the longest days of our lives, a 24 fan cast. It is day two, hour 23, and I am one of your co-hosts, Jack Bauer, superfan, Mike Cushing. And I am another one of your hosts, 24 newbie, Curtis Perry. And I am your third and final host, Michael Howard. Oh, not, you're not feeling this show, huh? You don't, you're not, no opinions? No nothing? No. We get nothing. You're over at an hour 23. Uh, yeah. It's, you know what? Why is, why has it got to be 24 hours? Why can't it just be 20? It's the whole conceit of the fucking show. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that I just, I didn't take any notes. Yeah, I was going to get into this. We were doing, you know, our our Mm pre-show, very, Mm -hmm. very thorough, very important mic checks. Um, We were making sure our levels were were good and hot and... Gotta check the levels. Other adjectives for the levels that I don't know if they are good or bad. Mm -hmm, Um, mm Mm-hmm. And I learned a thing or two about how you two gentlemen <laughs> have consumed this particular episode of the show. And once again, it made me very happy that I take meticulous notes. You should take meticulous notes because I... So look, here's the problem. Uh-huh. I I forgot to watch it last night. Yeah. And so I had to watch it in between train rides and lunch times mm-hmm. and other train rides Yep. And I watched it twice, but I didn't take any notes. I like that you, in today, while you were working, you found time to watch this TV show twice. But I got a 30-minute commute each way, and I had to go get, I had to go get Staley's uh, pain meds from the vet. So I also yep. had that train ride. Okay. So eat my whole ass. Did you not have a notebook or any like a pencil, a number two on Man, you? Man, have you ever been on the blue line at 8.30 in the morning? It is packed like ass to elbow with bitches. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Okay, so you had a, you had yourself a day. Um, <laughs> Curtis, are you willing to share your, your experience with this episode of The Hit Show 24? Nope. Okay. Well, uh, suffice to say... Thanks, buddy. I don't want to incriminate our good boy. <laughs> I was just saying that you weren't at home with your children, so you had more time. So you took a lot uh-huh. of notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you implied by it. That's time, not the case. Time is of the essence um, in the so hit show 24. It, time is of the essence. And we, hey, as we all know, are running out of time. Um, Michael, I, th- I did think you were going to present yourself as uh, Michael Howard, Jack Bauer's cardiac surgeon for this one. Because <laughs> um, I could have ticker- gone with Dr. Howard because every old person ever likes mm-hmm. to make the joke about Dr. Howard because it was in the Three Stooges in like, I don't know, 1842 or whenever the Three Stooges Yeah, were I was going to ask, how many people are you running into on a daily basis just on the streets like with your, hi, my name is Michael Howard sticker on, and they're just like, ha I like the doctor. Well, as a young person who's been in some young person industries, there's always like that one old dude. Yeah. He's always the one who knows it. Mm-hmm. So... Well, there we go. Well, um, we are approaching the end game of this show, of of season two. And I want to walk you through. So the recap for this episode includes the line, Kim Bauer at the Mathesons finds Gary present and herself in danger. She calls her father and, with his coaching, kills Gary. That was the recap for episode 22. With Jack's... Yep, that's that's perfect. Wow. Let's charitable... Like, 
that's a really charitable definition of coaching. Just <sighs> Kim, kill him. <laughs> well, you don't know what kind of practice he puts on. All right, that it may be the kind of coach he is. He doesn't need to to motivate me further. I just remember when when I had baseball practice as a young man, my dad like put a baseball helmet on top of a trash can at first base and had me try to hit the helmet off or like he put down some cardboard to teach me how to, to slide into second. He didn't teach me how to double pat, tap a man in the chest, which that was not within his skill set at the time. <laughs> I mean, listen, Curtis, you've listened to Tilt. We don't know what my I dad know, got up to I know, on, his, yeah, I on know, his bachelor I know, party. That I know, guy, yep, I know. That guy could potentially be a retired serial killer like John Wick. But I don't he taught, know. He did teach you 13 different ways to kill a man with baseball objects. Yeah, that is true. I didn't so, really think about it, but he yeah. did teach me how to knock someone's head off with a baseball. Yeah. Now that I just said it out loud. Yeah, you, he, you literally just said I had to throw a baseball at, at a man's head. So hard at a trash can's head that I I knocked its head entirely off its body. Clean off its body. I have I do have pinpoint precision. It's a great point. <laughs> well, gentlemen, welcome to the 6 a.m. hour, which is a weird time to end a show. Yeah, it's it got... I think they did it specifically so they could have this scene of jack like on the roof with the sun coming up and just standing there and i do i do what's the the vampire movie he's in i uh, flatliners or day uh, daybreakers that's the ethan hawk one is it I flatliners? Saying, he was in flatliners but it does, doesn't have anything to do with vampires doesn't it though Mm-mm, no Mm-mm. what's the key for nope. vampire movie <laughs> No, Flatlanders is where they, they, they basically kill themselves for like a few seconds. And, lost and Boys. I literally just named it. I was the Lost yeah, Boys. Yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I did think this was just a nice callback to Jack Bauer having to tear aside a curtain into sunlight and going, <laughs> Lost Boys style. Which is how he dies, I think, right? In that one? I don't know. I've never seen it. Hmm. Well, what? I don't hmm. even know if he dies. He does die. I just don't remember how. Probably from very bad sunlight curses. Um, but anyway, we open up at 6 a.m. We it, it is we open up at CTU, where uh, Michelle Dessler is approaching Tony Almeida, who has just chloroformed his boss, Ryan Chappelle. And um, he asks Michelle if Ryan has regained consciousness yet from all the good chloroform. And she says, no, he's starting to bit. Sorry, he's starting to stir a bit. And uh, asks how long we can keep dosing him without um killing him. <laughs> So what what time did they... I thought it was towards the end of the episode where they drugged him. It was pretty much near the end, but Tony does say, oh, that's the problem with this fast-acting stuff. You gotta keep doing it. It's like, <laughs> every, yeah, hey, man, get a better minutes. sedative. And also there. hide him in a better spot than in the conference room he went to walk into. Yeah, we'll I thought that. I thought they were gonna do the thing where, like, they bump, they bust in and there's nothing in there. Um, but no, these... They're just bad at crime. They didn't even try to shove him in an air duct or a closet or anything. <laughs> yeah. They're really bad at ragtime. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just that's the thing about ragtime, though. It's just energetic, and then you just kind of want to, like, you're like, oh, okay, that's done now. I guess we're, yeah. whatever. Um, but Tony just says, well, all we have to do is keep him on ice until Jack Bauer can get back to CTU with Alex Hewitt. Then it'll all be fine. And Michelle says, well, we just sent a helicopter to him. It should land in 10 minutes, and they should have uh, Hewitt. No, the, the, thing way, ab- the thing about helicopters. 22 minutes. The thing about helicopters in this show is they go about half the speed they're supposed to. Yeah. Because they get stuck in traffic in traffic, LA. You know. In LA traffic. It's tough. I think it's because they get requisitioned by, you know, by the news agencies at 6 a.m. They're doing that early morning briefing. It's like, ah, oh, traffic's looking bad on Spaghetti Junction. You know, things are looking bad out there, folks. Oh, by the way, I need to go leave to rescue a terrorist. 
So, yeah. Um, so we learned that she should have them at CTU, Alex Hewitt, within 30 minutes. And she says, uh, what do you know about Carrie Turner? I hear she's asking about Chappelle. And Tony says, don't worry about her. I got her covered. I don't think he's got her covered. No, he doesn't do anything to get her covered. He literally no. does not talk to her again. Carrie Turner is a weird, like, blind spot for Tony for no reason. Because, like, he's trying to be, at one hand, he's working with Michelle very closely. He knows that Michelle is the only one he can trust on this particular mission to help support Jack Bauer. But he also wants to be, like, the good CTU director and not take sides in this, like, presumably pretty petty beef between Carrie and Michelle. So, like, he's just, like, not doing anything about Carrie, who he knows is actively trying to derail everything Michelle does. Yeah, she's just the worst. <laughs> yeah. The second worst. Mike's the worst. Did you? She's, she's bad. Do you know what her name is in real life? Carrie Turner. Lords Benedicto. So basically, it's, her name is I, Lord Benedict. Is it Lords or Lordis? It'd be Lordis. Yeah. Well, Lords. Nope. Does she have an saying, onion ring? Instagram? Lord Benedict. And who was the greatest traitor in America? Benedict Arnold. We should have known. We should have seen this coming. The, the signs were there all along. Yeah. No. Is I mean, to, that's pretty. That's some deep stunt casting. <laughs> if they if they were going for that, but. <laughs> I do. I mean, the writers from at 24 has shown themselves to be like have a surface level knowledge of the basics of history. So, yeah, I could see that. It's that dark. It's that dark South Park humor that the writers of 24 are known for. Mm-hmm. Lords. Lords Benedict. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> um, so then Tony gets a call and he, he hears that Brad Hammond uh, from Division is looking for Ryan Chappelle. And uh, Tony says, OK, I'll take that call. And Hammond asks him where he is. And Tony just says, I don't know. He must have stepped out. Like the director of CTU does all the time. Okay, but once again, though, they chloroformed him approximately 15 minutes ago. Tops. Tops 15 right? minutes mm-hmm. ago, yeah. And they're already like, where the fuck is he? Like, he's taking a shit. I don't know. It's been 15 <laughs> fucking minutes. Like, give yeah. the man the last, a well, second. It's 6 a.m. the last time they spoke to him, though? That's the thing. Well, I mean, it could it's 16 minutes ago, probably, because Ryan Chappelle was in charge of everything. But like Hammond says, none of your people know where he is. And yeah. he, he didn't log out. I was like, I don't know. Maybe the dude's taking a little cat nap in a closet. It's been a long fucking day, <laughs> dude. Fucking day. And uh, Tony's like, I don't know. I'll call you back when I find out. And I definitely will call you back. And by the way, Hammond arrives from Division faster than the helicopter gets yeah, exactly. from District to, to Jack Bauer. Hammond arrives in about seven <laughs> fucking minutes. Yeah. Like, unannounced. Doesn't even say, I'm coming there. He just says, okay, I'll wait for your call, and then arrives with, like, a retinue <laughs> attached to him. And and knowing how the, the security works there, like, two to three minutes of that had to be, like, getting through the gate and giving his ID and getting through all the doors and everything. Like It took the terrorists five minutes to get in earlier to blow the place up. <laughs> and, like, presumably they had locked it down a little bit since then, just, like, mm. just in case. Um, so they hang up, and Michelle tells, uh, or sorry, Tony tells Michelle that Division knows something is up, and we need Hewitt as soon as possible. So we cut back to the warehouse uh, where Alex Hewitt lives, and... Uh, Alex Hewitt has recently Shawshanked uh, his way through a poster in the wall, and uh, Jack is chasing. What him is this complex series of tunnels? The longest Secret sex tunnel, bro. The longest <laughs> sex catacombs of all time. But it Somehow, leads to a roof. It's like the worst escape tunnel ever. 
somehow Jack, the federal agent, does. I mean, and to his credit, he did almost die. Um, but somehow does not catch up to the nerd who's fueled only by Mountain Dew. <laughs> and <laughs> so he calls out Alex's it's name. It's Red Mountain Dew, though. Oh, so. true. Yeah, the Berry Blast really sells mm-hmm. it. Um, so he calls out Alex's name and reminds him continually that Kingsley is just going to fucking kill him, and I'm the yeah. only one who can save you. And Alex is stopping literally every five feet, like pausing his run to break (laughs) light bulbs as Jack. So it's it's weird. Like the broken light bulb. Yeah, like he's like he's he's in like this this, like massive cave complex in Nepal somewhere. It's like bro, you're in L.A. It's not gonna be that one. Is this Osama bin Laden? Like did he he catch Osama? He is denying Jack light, but he is giving him glass breadcrumbs to follow. (laughs) Like it's it's like yeah, I guess you're doing it, but like I'll just follow the darkness instead of the light, like. I, you, you fucked up. I'm not but, Pac-Man. I don't have to follow the leader. Right. Um, so Jack tries to appeal to him, and Alex says, I was just following orders, which never works out well for anyone. Um, but as he breaks light bulbs, we also see him stop at one particular junction in the, in the again, very lengthy catacomb system that he has constructed in this apartment building. In um, the walls, I guess? In the walls of, again, the yeah. apartment building. <laughs> And there appeared to be it appeared to be dirt. They were I don't know, man. I'm out. <laughs> Again, it looked like an Adobe like hut system. Like, <laughs> Seriously, like it, it looks it looks like a drug smuggling tunnel. So I can only conclude that like there must be another way to go where it goes to Mexico. Maybe, yeah, sure. But this one goes to the roof of the building through a, a plate glass window. Um, so we see him stop and grab something uh, that he had hidden on a on a pipe above him. It was wrapped in red cloth. And uh, mm-hmm. then he he keeps running, and Jack says, "I'm the only one who can protect you. Let me cut you a deal." And Alex keeps running, and as he does, what do we see him pull from the red cloth? A gun. Uh, a gun. Yeah, pistol. A pistol. And yeah, pistol. um, so in my notes, I just have all caps. Who fucking made this Shawshank tunnel? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just I so, wrote well, in my notes like this never ends well for anyone who pulls a yeah. gun on Jack. So uh, my notes mention how the gun used at the beginning of the This Is America video was wrapped in a red cloth and taken away. Mm. Hashtag future gun. Future gun, Donald. Ooh, did this Donald gun travel <laughs> through time to Donald Glover's music video? Did also, Donald Glover is, put a 24 reference in that video? Did he travel back in time and put a This Is America <gasps> reference in 24? Oh, shit. Son of a bitch. Whoops. Listen, Donald Glover is the best at everything. He probably is the best at theoretical physics and will travel back in time to chase the course of human events. But if he did do that and his only action was to put a gun wrapped in a red cloth into the Hit Show 24, just so us three nerds would realize it, I do have a problem with his use of time travel. Shit. It was just a test run. It It was a test run. (laughs) Just to see if he could do it. Smart. Yeah. You got to see if you could do it before you try to change something crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. I want my and favorite now Trump podcast. is president. So good job, Donald Glover. Yeah. You did this. I want my favorite podcast to discover <laughs> my my time travel powers. <laughs> I did one thing, and I then it sucked. Mm-hmm. Um. So Jack catches up to Alex as he gets to what appears to be a metal door, and Alex Hewitt lifts the crossbar on this door to try to get out, and um. Jack just stops him and exhorts him to stop this war and let him take him to CTU. And I did just mention that this appeared to be a steel door with a crossbar on it that Alex Hewitt lifted out of a bracket. 
Yep. Yeah, Knowing no, that, yep. as Jack Bauer exhorts him to stop running and let him take him in, what does Alex Hewitt do with the two by four that he lifted from the crossbar to the steel door? I was going to let Curtis take it, but... Um, no, sorry, my bad. He, he puts it through a window? He shatters the, the door. He shatters the steel door like glass, because <laughs> apparently it's just a glass window painted black with brackets on it. Um, hey, I did d- you know, I, I learned this on X-Ray... Uh-huh. Uh, apparently this, this scene was originally going to take place on a highway. Okay. But, uh, instead they decided to do it on the roof. It's probably for the Ooh. best because what happens is more believable than like Alex Hugh getting just domed by a semi truck. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like if but Alex how much was better with that have been. I, but still, I mean, pretty good. If he had just been like I, playing Frogger and like Jack Bauer wings him in the nuts or something, and then he gets hit by a semi. <laughs> yeah, it, it, compelling television for sure. Um, so he smashes through steel with a two by four, and it makes a glass sound. And uh, Jack yells, "Stop! Damn it! Please take a drink." Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex instead instead breaks another barrier and climbs outside. And Jack follows him, and he squints from the sunlight. <laughs> And looks around him, and Alex Hewitt is nowhere to be seen. Well, I mean, and I guess he has been, he was tortured in a, in a basement, and then it was nighttime, and then he was in Alex's apartment this whole time, and, like, he hasn't seen the sun in a while. He hasn't, I mean, honestly, any new sensory, oh, oh Curtis is gone. There he is. Sorry, my, my 24-hour initial sign-in through the internet <laughs> ran out. <laughs> you know, 24 strikes again! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You you literally ran out of time. I did right on this podcast. You ran out of time. So Curtis, we were talking about Jack Bauer running out of the darkness into the light and squinting like a vampire, and uh, we were talking about how that's probably the right thing. That like that's the best reaction. Like he did die at night and hasn't <laughs> yeah. seen sunlight. And honestly, Holy shit, even, he actually is a vampire. He did. Yeah, he he died, lived again, and never died. Oh my he's, god! He's an immortal killing machine. So there's also some mysterious bleeding in this episode. So mm-hmm. 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 Yep. my head feels wet. <laughs> um, so he ducks out on the rooftop and does not see Alex. Me and we too, get, Alex. We get a tiny clock at six oh five. Please take a drink, and we cut to Mister Peter Kingsley getting Chainsaw. acupuncture while talking about the oil stocks in Hong Kong, just doing everyday normal cool guy shit, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> He reminds someone on the phone that uh, once the president announces the war, the margins will change dramatically. The margins on oil. I don't <laughs> see. I don't believe. Hmm. I don't think they know. I I don't believe the guys researched what, what the word margin margins. Means. Yeah, I was like, ah, um, just what? need. Yeah, uh, no. Nope. I mean, so but I feel like just the fact that there was a nuclear bomb that went off in the United States would have caused the price of oil to spike. Yeah, I feel like, like, I mean, like literally 18 different happened. things that have happened in this season would <laughs> cause the price of oil to fluctuate dramatically. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, there, I mean, yeah, it, it's also like seven, six in the morning. Like if he announces it, the, the fucking it's going to be after hours trading at that point. Everyone's going to be on that shit. Right. Uh, if they announce that we just bombed a bunch of bitches, I don't know if they open the market that day. Mm, good point. Uh, no one gets to right. sell shit. 
Do you think they'd, yeah, do you think they'd open the market war. the day after the U.S. got nuked and, <laughs> and like literally martial law had been declared all over the fucking country? Yeah, no, they probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah, they would not open like, that. You know what? Hey, banker's holiday. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're gonna we're gonna take this one for us. Yeah, we're not gonna let we're not gonna let this this bad boy tank real quick. I mean, like literally, like no, like every market around the world would close if the U.S. got nuked, even in the fucking desert. Yeah. Oh, my oil stocks didn't quadruple. Whoops. <laughs> I, guess I actually I'll... crashed the world economy. <laughs> oh man, beans! I really beefed it on this whole war profiteering. <laughs> Fuck. So that's the plan all along. They were actually going to crash the world market and then buy a bunch of stocks really cheap, and then wait like twenty years for <laughs> the war to be over. World War Three. But again, like the margin trading on this is like that's not how this works. I I, I know the bare minimum of the stock market. It was like. Why would you be Martin trading your oil <laughs> stocks that you own personally? They're shorting their own stocks. <laughs> shorting their own stocks that, that they know are going to go up. <laughs> anyway, so Peter Kingsley is on the phone with the mysterious Max, uh, who appears to be the financier of this, again, oil company driven <laughs> plot. He's um, already so on a tra- goddamn like, billion dollar yacht. Right. And so Max asks if they still have their problem. And Max sounds vaguely German or some kind of horseshit. And uh, King Shu says, oh, don't worry. Our problem will be taken care of. And a woman walks in and tells Kingsley uh, that we have all the recordings and data, but no Alex Hewitt. And uh, she says, where did my recordings and data from? I don't know. I guess from... I guess maybe from Sherry, like while Jack was running after, like maybe Sherry made a deal somehow with it. I don't know. Um, but uh, she says, in my defense, the bomb was supposed to like, you know, vaporize him and all that. The evidence, which is fair, but also like you should have a backup plan in case your nuclear yeah. bomb didn't go off. <laughs> so all the evidence is here. What happened? Well, homeboy's going to get be a shadow on the wall. We should be all right. I feel what like if not, though. <laughs> oh. I feel like we have no no backup plan. They did all this front work, like hiring dipshits to blow up CTU just to take them off the board. Like Alex Hewitt should have been dead three days ago. Yeah, like they didn't Sherry, need him anymore. Sherry Palmer should have been dead three days ago, like or at least like sixteen hours ago. Actually, if Alex Hewitt had helped you do this shit, why would you even let him be out in the world? Right. You should just have him under lock and key. Hey, we well, no, once we, he finishes the recording, he 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 did though. Right. <laughs> but that's like why isn't he dead? Like they should be like, "Hey, we're going to put you up in this nice posh apartment. Uh there'll be a guard outside the door for sure and also in the door and also you're dead. Thanks for the recording." <laughs> <laughs> I already say you he did. <laughs> I say you he did. <laughs> we poisoned his code red 2 days ago. <laughs> he did. Especially since, like, apparently anyone can just use this program. They 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 could have killed him and just taken the program. And yeah, now they this can do is, it whenever they want. Like, if Jack Bauer can eventually figure it out, uh, yeah, uh, things have gone awry. Uh, so Peter Kingsley that was the least adamant. believable scene in this entire thing, though, was Jack just hacking away at the computer. Jack Bauer <laughs> typing like my 68-year-old dad, like one finger at a time, typing... A paragraph yeah. of like convincing, yeah, whatever. It um, took him a full four seconds to hit the escape key, but we'll get there. <laughs> what do I? What do I do? <laughs> Where? So Kingsley remains adamant to this woman that, that says escape. 
I don't. What what even is this? Computers. Um, I can't open your computer. God damn it! You tell what I need to stop do. all the downloading. <laughs> so he remains adamant that Hewitt needs to be found, and if he gets brought in and testifies, there will be no place for any of us to hide. And uh, we we cut back to Jack running over rooftops, and he sees Alex Hewitt climbing a roof. Um, it's like so he somehow removes a ladder that was bolted to the wall, like he pulls it up before Jack can climb it. And Jack he broke cl- it like a piece of glass. He just smashed it like like a, a bobble. And Jack sees this and clutches at his chest, obviously in pain mm-hmm. from Dying? I guess the delayed die pain. Um and, uh, bro. <laughs> and then, working. And then Jack is just like, Oh no, no ladder? What do I do? And then what does Jack do? Gets all up on and ends that pipe, though. He just scales the Gotta wall. Gotta get up in there. He just scales the wall like nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a like he's a beast, like Nathan man. Drake. It's about a 15-foot wall, and Jack's just like, okay, my heart is dying, literally falling to pieces. I'm gonna parkour up this shit. Fuck right you. Now. So he gets up there. Alex uh, keeps running, but then it hits a dead end. And Jack finds him still clutching that very bad heart of his. And... um. Alex stops at the edge of a rooftop and catches his breath, bends over. The back still turned to Jack. What does he do? Pulls out that piece. You got you to get that that sidearm out, and, and then Jack has to go into, into agent mode. So he, he pulls the gun out of his waistband, and Jack doesn't see it for a moment, but then Alex, before it turns around, drops it to his side. And Jack pulls his piece, and what does he say? <laughs> <laughs> just drop the gun, Alex. And then, and then he tries to reason with the man. And he makes he a very good point about his marksmanship versus Alex's marksmanship. Yeah, he tries to plead with him for a little bit. Like, you know what? I mean, he keeps saying the same stuff. And then Alex just won't drop the gun. And he's like, listen, Alex, if you try to shoot me, I will have to shoot you back. And I will not miss. Yeah, I guarantee you. And he says, sorry, go ahead, Curse. No, I said he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so he pleads with Alex to drop his gun, reminds him that he's good at this, and says, I can't stop this war without you. And Jack holds that iron on him for a good six seconds. So yeah. go ahead and drink twice, my good friends. And yes. Alex turns slowly and then raises his arm even more oh. slowly with the gun. And what does Jack do? <laughs> he, he waits until it's it's getting to his headpiece and pops one off at him. And and wh- wh- where does he where does he get him? Right in, right in that all th- right in the thigh game. Squar on the thigh. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and Alex doesn't just drop the gun; he throws it. Throws the gun and um he falls over very hard and then yells, well, "You shot me! <laughs> you, shot you shot me!" me. Like yeah. I warned you. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> oh man! Like you pointed oh, a gun Alex. at me. Like, not uh, only do I need you to, like, you know, stop a war, but, like, you also just stabbed the president's, like, ex-wife in the tummy. Like, mm-hmm. you had it coming. Yeah. yeah. But, of course, we'll learn later that she was be- being an overdramatic, you know. We knew before she got stabbed by a laptop screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he says, like, he doesn't even say, like, oh, it's not that bad. He's like, it's superficial. That's, like, what you would say if I, like... You cut your hand while you're cutting lemons or something. Well, to be fair, Jack is a precision marksman, even with a very bad heart. Like, so he shoots him on the outside of the thigh, well away from any arteries. Um, but <coughs> Homeboy did fall down very hard on mm-hmm. his. Well, okay, he okay, jumped. No. So, so here's what happened. 
Alex gets shot in the thigh. Yep. Spins around dramatically and says, you shot me. <laughs> he's only on one leg. He's gripping, he's gripping the shot one. <laughs> and, and it takes a tumble. If you want to call it a jump, whatever. So he falls about 10 but, feet. But, but yeah, Holmes drops at max a story. <laughs> but right on his, right on his head. Though right in the dumpies back, so yeah, mostly the back is like <laughs> the way he falls is not like he didn't swan dive. Um, yeah. But anyway, so Jack runs down a ladder um, and tells Alex not to move and just to stay conscious. And he checks the bullet wound in his leg, and he's like, "Don't worry, it's non-lethal." And then he says, "Because <laughs> Alex is whining like a little turd bag," and he says, "Is there any part of your body other than your leg that still hurts?" And Hewitt says. No, no, not really. But my head feels wet. <laughs> he says, "Not really." And Jack's like, "Oh, we got lucky, huh?" Yeah, and Jack's little, face is, is pure oh, yeah, relief. Little, so little smile here. That's so like, "Hey, buddy, oh, I got yeah. it." I feel like I might have a bolus though. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "My head feels wet," and Jack, it's like, I always marvel at how good he is at acting. Like the range of emotions so quickly he can change. Yeah. like. From that smile and that sense of relief to like, oh, fuck me. And like, all in the face. Like, this idiot's soft egghead. God damn it. Oh, yeah. all the yolks. That, oh, it's on my hand now. Damn it. Yeah, he's bleeding. Yeah, he, he reaches down and touches his head. And, you know, in his in his mind, he's, you know, he's got to be saying, that's some, some blood happened in your dome piece there, homeboy. <laughs> uh, and he's got to look at Alex and be like, it's nuts. It's good, buddy. You're all right. Everything's fine. Also, please stay alive for like 20 more minutes. That's all I need from you. Please, 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 please. We cut to commercial at uh, 6.10. We come back at 6.14. Jack calls Tony and tells him Hewitt's been hurt. <laughs> and um, Tony says, well, you're going to have to go ahead and handle that medical um, because uh, we're busy here. And Jack tries to hurry off, but Tony says, hey, you can't go because... Um, I might be caught pretty soon because I, quote, took Chappelle out of play after he became a problem. And it's only a matter of time before they take me out, which is hilarious. It's just mm-hmm. a funny sentence to say out loud. Um, and Tony says, I'm sending Michelle out into the field. And he gives Jack her phone number. Yes, into the um, field. Into the Apparently field. Apparently the, the field of vans. 60 feet away. Like, don't even bother moving the van off the premises. Just put have the van where they can easily find you. Yeah, um, and, and you know, I, he gives her a thing that he's like, oh, hey, this this only has a range of 200 feet, but it should, like, allow you to do all this shit. But then, like, Carrie is allowed to trace her, or it can trace her in, like, four seconds? Four seconds. Well, also, guys, I'm thinking about this from Jack's perspective here. Like, it's what he hears from Tony is, hey, uh, you know, couldn't get a doctor or even a paramedic on that chopper. Hope you're well-trained in medicine. <laughs> Um, I'm sending that. Also, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna send one person out into the field to help you. Uh, it's the woman I may be fucking. Uh, so Open we're to. good, right? Yeah. No, uh, no bad thoughts to yeah. pass on that one, Jack. You're good, right, also, buddy? Also, I'm gonna get caught soon, basically. Yeah. And Jack, and I'm yeah. not gonna squeal. Like Jack, uh, he Jack always is about to get caught and gets out. Also, he knows that Jack be is better. trained in like anti medicine, <laughs> like. <laughs> the, the opposite part of I that. I only know how to kill Tony. Damn it! <laughs> like, I mean, which I guess imparts a certain me, knowledge of how to bandages. fix people. Like, I know how to break you, so maybe I know how to put you back together. But like, I, I did crack your head open like an egg. 
So yeah. I don't know how to fix that, that one. I think that would result in what happened, Doctor? Well, I just killed him faster. Yeah, you, you gave me the tools to kill him fat. <laughs> like, I didn't have to take this dirty towel and shove it down his throat to get his stomach acid. You gave me all of these bandages. But I didn't like him, and I wanted to rip his tummy out of his mouth. So here I am, I guess. I'm good at my job. Um, we get a tiny clock at 6.15. Please take a drink. And uh, we see Michelle Dessler prepare to leave CTU, and Tony walks over and gives her a key. And I just I have a sentence here that just says Huffman coded software, which I don't know what that phrase <laughs> means. She can access the Vans mobile unit and he tells her to call when she's ready. I have a phrase that just says Huffman coded software, which I don't really know what that means, but apparently it helps her access the Vans mobile unit. If you click um, on it in the wiki, it says Huffman coding was a way of compressing data when stored on a computer. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like the mm-hmm. uh, Silicon Valley like jerk off scene, right? <laughs> Yes. The encryption. Yep. Yes. Got it. Um, <laughs> middle out compression. Middle out compression. Oh, wait. Huffman coding is actually a real thing. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Again, Michael, the show is rooted it's in a lot of basic. a particular type of optimal prefix code that is commonly used for lossless data compression. It's oh. like MP3s. Great. Oh. Or no. No. Flat. Wave. Flat audio. Not MP3s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so he tells her to call when she's ready and Carrie walks over and stops her. She's on her way out and asks where she's going because <laughs> Carrie's a nosy bitch who doesn't do any work. Um, and Michelle says, I'm going to my car, which is a clue that she's going to the parking lot (laughs) to hide out. So they should have just found her there. Why did she put her jacket on to make it completely obvious? Like, it's not cold out. It's always cold in LA, bro. It's LA, man. Yeah, it's it's balmy. It's balmy weather. It's the perfect place to live. Haven't you heard? Yeah. Except for all the traffic and people. Mm. And the bombs. (laughs) And the bombs are bad. Um, so Carrie walks with her and says, you know, I haven't seen Chappelle around. And Michelle's like, well, um, if you do see him, I'll tell you. <laughs> or if I do see her, I'll tell you. <laughs> and uh, Michelle Carrie says, like, once again, well, it's you- only been like 30 minutes. Like, is Chappelle constantly just pacing that they see yeah. him every like? I don't even see my boss every 30 minutes. I mean, the thing is, like, season one, Jack Bauer was gone the entire fucking day. <laughs> and no one, was, no one was like, well, where the fuck is Jack? Call Hammond. He's been gone for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, let's not forget, G-May spent five hours today dying in that office and nobody gave a shit yeah. what was happening with dying. him. Dying. He spent two hours searching for his son. Yeah. Like, yeah. Michelle was the only one that noticed that he was, like, literally coughing blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that took two, two hours <laughs> yeah. for her to figure it out. But Chappelle like, goes missing for 15 minutes and fuck it. It, it is on. It is. Yeah. The well, world we're, is gearing, we're gearing up for a war, which is not our job. So, I mean, well, of course we know where our boss is. Of course. <laughs> and so Carrie says, well, what if you don't find him? You know, my job is to monitor communications, don't you? You don't think I know what's going on? She's like, you called, sh-. and like, this is things like, even if your job was to monitor communications, you don't hear every conversation that people have on the phone. She's like, you called Chappelle to see Rudin, but Rudin didn't know anything about that. Michelle is just like, or what does Michelle say when she accuses her of like lying about Rudin? <laughs> she says, of course, of course, Rudin wouldn't say that, wouldn't say anything about it. He was complaining about you because the system wasn't set up properly. Yeah, you, fu- you fucked you up suck at your job. Rudin fucking hates you. And so he doesn't get. When I was talking to him, it was about you sucking ass. Deuces. <laughs> so stay out of my. Stay out of my way. You'll do a better job. <laughs> Just walks away. Mind your, mind your business. Yeah, that's which that is easy. not Carrie's strong suit. She does not. We do get that. another. Not at all. We get a tiny clock at six sixteen. Please take a drink. And we cut to David Palmer sitting in a room with his new lawyer, 
Brian Jacobs, who comes in saying that the attorney general called him to provide counsel. And I guess his personal attorney was just also in Oregon for the weekend. <laughs> like yeah, he was I was just wondering, there. where were you at, my dude? Yeah. yeah, This just happened two hours ago. Like, what were you doing? Could have used you to defend me against the cabinet. That would have been neat. I was fishing. <laughs> yeah. I was fishing with Keith because you left him. Man, I could have done. I could have done without this whole, yeah, like, uh, the whole thing with David Palmer and the Turkish prime. Like it was so unnecessary. You want to get rid of? It? We can just. I don't want to talk about this either. <laughs> well, um, we'll just say what happened. They were like, "Hey, we need to use your. We need to use Turkish airspace, but he'll only talk to the president, and we don't want to tell him when he's not the president." And so Dave does. David does it anyways to, I guess, make him more righteous than he already is. You Quite did jump right ahead thing? like 15 minutes, but no, that's fine. No, it's fine. The whole thing was just boring, all right? Oh, no. Well, the part that, that I have to mention here is how much I wanted to punch Mike in the <laughs> fucking face the whole time. Every time his little smarmy ass showed up. Well, let's get... Okay, so we'll get back to this. We, uh, we'll get I to mean, this. It's, it's, it's the most asinine request, but yeah. It's very dumb. So right now, this is all about <laughs> the lawyer saying that what the cabinet did was technically legal, but... It's a long process to appeal, which he says two days, uh, because that's what the vice president has already told David. It's you have two days to appeal. Also, um, it can't possibly be a long process to appeal. Then you could like you could start a coup, and what is it going to be? Eight months? The president's right. going to be sitting on the sideline? No, it exactly. has to be almost immediate. So he informs uh, Brian that uh, everything was manipulated by a naming man named Peter Kingsley, and he asks Brian to find out everything he can. And Brian says. Well, I'll need to work around Mike Novick. And David says, well, do what you got to do. And we come back to CTU where Tony gets a call from Michelle, who is in place. Sorry, what was that? Do what what you have to do. Do what you have. Mike Novick. (laughs) You know know what this scene made made me think of? Is that we need need better. In this case, we need uh, a president and vice president who travel together all the time. And assume we can keep them safe that way. But we need them to have a certain dynamic to them. Like a buddy cop sort of? No. No. Like... I want to, like, the Kennedy-Johnson matchup is perfect, right? You got the young, cocky asshole and the old fucking Texan. Because at this point, what I'm saying is that while this is happening, if they're in the same room, the coup is happening, David just goes, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to take this? A cage match, bro. Whoever wins (laughs) is the president. Fuck that shit. I see Kennedy being like, all right, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, though. So we have wait, the question. So yeah. does the Secret Service just let this happen? Yeah, they have to. If the vice president and the president are like, you know what, we're going to cage match to the death. If they put a stipulation that whoever wins is president, yeah. that's fine. Because so, then you're always pre- guys back. So what whoever you're advocating is that we should always have a young, <laughs> vibrant president with an old ass VP, so that or if the, it comes down to opposite, it, or the, or the opposite way, fam. Okay, so who, either who way, wins that match though. So one of them kill can just like straight up kill the other <laughs> you don't want it to be I'm, you don't want it to be a I'm, good match i'm going more even match because honestly who wins who lbj v kennedy who wins really that's LBJ, a good point yeah hmm. that's what that's the matchup i mean gw versus cheney i just i think cheney would actually take his heart out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's i was just thinking about obama versus biden Ooh. old man oh, because i feel like biden Biden fucking scrappy Hey, Amtrak Joe has been around the fucking block or two. Like, and I've seen Obama's jeans. Yeah, sure, the dude can sink a three, but in a in a street fight, yeah, I think it's Biden. Dude's from 
he's from Hawaii. Let's let's be honest. He's not like him. He he moved to Chicago later. He I don't yeah. It's it's Joey B. I've seen the dudes like the biker dudes that Biden hangs out with and is comfortable with and massages like Hooters waitresses. Like he's got a chain draped down his pant leg <laughs> in his suit every day. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's a chain link. Just like all right, I'm yeah, ready. It's 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 Joe Beasy. Yes, yeah. that's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, you know, Clinton Clinton beats Gore easily. Uh, it's not even hard. Mm. Ridiculous. Who was who was Bush's quail? Fuck that. <laughs> that's GW right there. Sorry, it's just GB. Yeah, He's the original, the OG GB. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm with you that it, there should be some sort of physical matchup, but like it, it like it's got to be the cool guy who's going to come out on top. That's that's important for me personally. I mean, yeah, you're you're right, but I mean, like, but this is the situation we want it to be like. You know what? Fuck it, y'all. We just do this. That's and true. The, the, and the Joint Chiefs are like, you know what? Not a bad. Yeah, we need to win this war. Wins get this war. We need to That's, uh change the twenty fifth amendment to include that stipulation where if where if the the cabinet tries to remove you and they have the votes, you get to pick somebody out to cage fight to the death. You get to do an escape oh, from no, New York style. Champions. This isn't Game of Thrones, fam. We're, it, 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 this is hand to hand. This is Guns. escape from New York. One, there's one like <laughs> nail strewn bat like thrown into a ring, and hey, if you're Kurt Russell and you get to walk out of there, that's great. But by the way, you know how you know that's fair? Because let's be honest, Hill Dog, Tim Kane, oh, easy, easy oh, yeah. matchup. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> Timmy's Hildog, done, man. Timmy is. Oh, uh, he says no mas for show. Yeah. So I just, I just want to be, I want to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board on this new system of government for sure. And hey, <laughs> can though, I say this? If yeah. This whole thing started because the Joint Chiefs didn't respect David's like martial prowess. Right. If they had to see him tear his like. Also pretty, like, youngish, like, strong VP limb from limb and beat him to death with his own arm. Like, okay, hey, man. Yeah. All right. You got it. So I have, I have a question. Uh-huh. Yeah. So dude, dudes, we're 45 minutes into this dude, episode. Dude, if <laughs> you, want, you wanted this. Case. I did. So I did want this. If, if the vice president takes over president duties by the 25th man. Amendment, who is next in line? Is it Speaker of the House? Speaker of the Speaker House. Speaker of the House. So, so yeah, wow. So Wait. here's my question though. Yeah, you're right. Like, I would say, and I think a lot of I think you guys would agree with me that a vice president trying to remove a president using a very flimsy view of the twenty fifth amendment in the middle of trying to start a war. He should also not be president. He should right probably then? like the next yeah, person yeah. could just be like, All right, well, we're gonna twenty fifth amendment you. Yeah. And then, like it just keeps going at that mm-hmm. point. And all the way down until Jack Bauer is the designated survivor. <laughs> that's actually how that they showed the bomb in the in the trailer for the show mm. that I did not see. But like, I think that's actually how it happened. It got all the way down to federal agent Jack Bauer and yep. then he was president. Yep. Mm. So that's a pretty good. It's a nice sequel to the show. He um, fought so, his way up the ladder. Yep. So we hear from Michelle that she is in position. And just then uh, she tells Tony that carries on to them and then. Just as uh, they hang up, Brad Hammond walks in from division no less than nine minutes after he hung up with Tony, (laughs) Uh, but 40 minutes after we mentioned it earlier in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So true. And we get a time clock at 618. What does Hammond do? No, but you know what we got for the second time in two seasons of 24? Mm Mm-hmm. Before we got that, we did get a tiny clock at 618. Please take it. Fuck off. Okay. Let us have our fun. 
Well, for Curtis, there are rules to this drinking game. You drink for the tiny clock, and then you drink for the lockdown. Wee 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 wee. I really wish there was a button on the wall that they actually had to hit, and then like the doors I came think down. And there like- is in season three. Like there is a legit like siren lockdown in season three, and or season three or four, and it's amazing. Um, so. Brad Hammond walks in, uh, asks where the fuck Chappelle is. He locks them down. Um, Tony says, you know, my staff is trying to process information to support the domestic response to this bomb. And Hammond says, oh, yeah, I've been told you ain't doing jack shit about that. You're just supporting Jack Bauer against You're orders doing from your own boss. You're doing jack shit. You're doing jack shit. Supporting a rogue agent. Mm-hmm. Rogue so. agent. And Tony, he walks away to go search for Chappelle. And uh, Tony looks over at Carrie. Guys, who is, guys one question. One, uh-huh, one quick. Uh-huh. Quick, quick question. Mm-hmm. They keep calling him a rogue agent, but if I remember correctly, he was, he was not retired. an agent. Yeah. Correct. He was he they was no longer an agent. Though. He just came in there and then cut off a man's head. Yeah, and actually, to be fair, like, no, there was no, like... I know when you... Um, <laughs> When you do something bad as a like an agent or an officer, there's always the ceremony where like badge and gun on my desk mm. right now. No one did the reverse of that to Jack. Like no one just gave him his badge and or gun and hacksaw back. <laughs> yeah. He just did that on his own and then was like, oh, by the way, I'm just going to keep doing this, I guess, because it's what I'm good at and you guys suck. So um, there was no at any point like, oh, you're reinstated. Here's no. your like here's your government D- paycheck again. Didn't they specifically... Base, Tell they him to go home. He said that he was un- gonna be under arrest when they brought in Kate. They were like, "What you did earlier doesn't it doesn't excuse all that." Yeah, I think they did. So they um, basically did. They they like re unagented him. Here's a. I know we're not at the end of the season yet. Curtis, take a wild shot in the dark at what Jack Bowers. <laughs> role in this show and or the agency CTU will be in the next episode or in the next season. Director. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Tight, tight, tight. <laughs> Jury w- is out on that one. No one knows what's going to be yes or no. But hey, I like your instincts. Trust them. Um, so Tony looks over at Carrie, who is smug as fuck uh, that she has reported him. And then we cut back to uh, Division. Tony's where- face is so dumb. <laughs> it's the dumbest. He's got the dumbest face. Uh. Um. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. We see Mike Novick talking to Jim Prescott about a situation with their with their fighters in a flyover space. And Prescott asks if you think David will help him and says, well, we need it. Um, and then Brian Jacobs, the lawyer, walks in and eh, blah, blah, blah. He just says they want help. And uh, basically, Brian says, Mike, you owe it to David to let him try his case. Um and uh, I need I need access to outside files to make sure that I can research David's claim. So Mike says, OK, I'll, you'll get that. But he won't be able to transmit outgoing messages. So Brian says that's fair. But he has access tiny- to the to the interwebs. Yes, he has access to the Internet, but he can't send outgoing messages, which I don't really know how that works. But sure. Yeah. OK. I, but I also don't trust David to be like set up a VPN or anything. So, you know, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Um, so we get a tiny clock at 6.20. Please take a drink. And uh, Carrie Davis is showing a... Uh, Carrie Turner, sorry, is uh, showing a division agent around the premises. And he goes to one holding cell and discovers it empty. Then he goes to the second and says, oh, no, it's locked. And they break open the door and find Ryan Chappelle on the ground gasping for help. Um, Can we talk about how shitty the locks are? Yeah, I, was just, I, I feel pretty like bad. it shouldn't be that easy. 
Dude kicks the door twice and it, <laughs> it just buckles. Yeah, it's not an apartment door. This is a, like a, a locked interrogation room where you would keep like terrorists and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. one or two kicks and that's it. I mean, that's, I mean, wow. average door strength, really. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we will sneak in to get prisoner. Kick, kick. How will we get door down? <laughs> you shoulder. <laughs> well, I mean, we did see Alex earlier break a steel door like it was glass. So. Hmm. With wood. The doors, which is the, the doors with, in this, which, in this universe wood is, are not very strong. Wood is one of the stronger materials on Earth, so that's fine. Um, so we told. cut back to the rooftop where someone else is gasping for help. And uh, Jack just uh, tells Alex that he banged his head a little bit. And uh, don't worry, though, the helicopter will be here real soon. Uh, just, you know, stay conscious. And just as Alex is showing signs of blacking out, Jack hears the helicopter approaching. And he runs off to towards the edge of the rooftop to signal it. And uh, we cut back to CTU where Carrie asks Chappelle what to do with the chopper, uh, which is approaching Jack's position. And what does what does Chappelle say? Get the chopper back here. Yeah, he says, I don't want to waste any more resources on him. Just bring the chopper back. Don't arrest Jack Bauer, who is literally involved in this plot that you just arrested the other two Dude, people for. Dude's already there. Just let me pick get him. Just get him. Just, pick this just get out. the people. It's Regardless. Like, it's like the thing is like, okay, you could either have like even if your your intention was to like not help him and arrest him eventually, you have a perfect opportunity to just like, yeah, let these guys bring in Jack Bauer willingly, like he doesn't yeah. suspect anything. Or you have to hunt down the agent who like killed a zillion dudes today. Like I'm really surprised that Jack did not just start firing at this helicopter and be well, like, what he- I'm gonna make you come down. So they, the stones on these fucking dudes, by the way, who like, they know everything that Jack Bauer did today. And they're just like, no, nah, I'm not going to help him. And they just hover there for a second. And Jack Bauer's like, get down here. Damn it. Please take a drink. Mm-hmm. And because he they starts, can hear him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He, he starts explaining everything that's happened. It's like, I have a witness who's bleeding out. I need your, like, he's just like yelling at them, like the entire plot of like what's going on. They're like, <laughs> can't hear you i'm in a helicopter uh, <laughs> it's literally helicopter jack yeah. in, the, in the chopper um so they fly away uh and he calls michelle who informs that a hammond is locked down to ctu and recalled the chopper and uh he asks her well i need help because hewitt's dying and uh he runs back to hewitt and uh mm. he's uh dead he's, he's mm-hmm. big he's really dead. super dead so we cut to commercial at 6 24 we wait, come back wait. at six don't we get the drink for that oh yeah go yeah man died yeah, Please take no, 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 not a man died Jack killed this man. Oh, that's Did a good he? point. Yeah, delayed, he, he delayed shot death, the dude, no. and then he fell off and broke his head. That's he, a great. That's a kill. Mm. Oh, and actually, we didn't drink earlier because we we only drank for Jack pointing the gun at him for six seconds, mm. which was two drinks. The rule is, if the gun goes off, take another drink. So that please drink this one more. Still and then part he died. of the yeah. This is still part of the And then he died. So this thing, is a continual. Yeah, yeah everyone mm. at home, um, if you're in your car, just go ahead and slam one. For, for, the, for the cause <laughs> so we come back from commercial at 628 and uh, Hammond asks Chappelle if he wants him to deal with uh, Tony Almeida and, so, and Ryan says no don't worry I'll do it myself and uh, we cut back to the rooftop where Jack informs Michelle that uh, well I need you to get ready to interface with Hewitt's computer because uh, he did mm. and mm-hmm. um, he says be ready to use Hewitt's computer, quote for quote. And then Jack <laughs> begins to walk down the tunnel back to Hewitt's loft. And we got a tiny clock at 628. And just get ready to use this 
computer. <laughs> it's just one of the best sentences ever. Um, so we cut back to division where Mike. Uh, Mike. I also love the idea that Alex is such, such a like an amazing hacker, but he has zero like protections on his computer. No that's security. Been, no one's been near it in a half hour, but it's just still on, ready to just go. Hanging out. You yep, can send no outgoing screen. messages and TCP IP in there and everything. No, no yep. big deal. Not even a screensaver on this nope. bad boy. <laughs> um, so this is where we see Mike uh, Novick ask David Palmer that uh, they need his help asking the prime minister of Turkey for permission to fly through uh, Turkish airspace. Uh, and uh, basically the prime minister spoke to the secretary of state, but wants a personal request from David. And he doesn't know that David's not president. So they need him to do this for... I don't know, shits and gigs. And <laughs> David just says, well, I'm only doing this to protect the men in the planes. So, okay, I'll do it. Sure. Yeah. Which is whatever. Um, so we cut back to the apartment where Sherry Palmer is gasping from her stab wound as, as Jack comes back. She says, why did you leave me like this? I've been stabbed. <laughs> and Jack looks at it for two seconds and says, well, it's already stopped bleeding, so you're fine. <laughs> Look, it's already stopped bleeding. It's been a half hour. How bad could your fucking wound have been? Yeah, I mean, you stabbed her in the side with a laptop thing. I, I mean, even if you're really in shape, you got a little bit of something on the side there to protect your kidney game. So, man, yeah, I cut on. my finger before and it bled for like four hours. That's because it's your finger. So, so fingies work. <laughs> when people get people bleed out when they get stabbed in the belly all the time. What are you talking about? It's where all the important shit is. <laughs> it's where all your good your good organs are. <laughs> it's where all the good ones are. <laughs> but yeah, but with a large. A large metal object that causes a little Are more damage. Are you calling Sherry just... fat? What? Calling her, huh? calling her Welsh gushered? <laughs> I bet she does work on those obliques, though. I worked on mine. I don't know where to go from this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack patches up her wound, and she asks about Alex, and Jack just says, he fell and he's dead. <laughs> Simple explanation. And uh, he just says, He's dead. now you're going to help me. We have one final play. Deliver Kingsley by using Alex's bait. And um, okay, Sherry... but this is, yeah, we talked about having backup plans, uh-huh. right? Jack Doesn't. seems to have great backup plans, like, on the fly, though. Right. Which is, it's like, he, he spends so much time <laughs> pursuing the dumbest shit. There's like... <laughs> Dude, you could have just done this from the right, start. Right, if Sherry was, if he could use Sherry, like, why didn't he just do it's, that? It's interesting, so, so far, like, he's so willing, like, we saw this in season one when he tranquilized his boss in the third hour, like, he's so willing to go outside of, like, the normal system, but he's always bound to do the right thing, like, as a lawman to yeah. start. But mm-hmm. as soon as that unravels, he's like, oh, thank God that burden's <laughs> off my shoulders. Now I can blackmail someone. Now I can this threaten is so to good. kill the president's ex-wife if I have to. <laughs> yeah. And um, Sherry objects to his plan <laughs> strenuously. <laughs> and basically his plan is that Peter Kingsley still trusts you and doesn't know that you've been compromised. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, well, he has evidence against me and I don't want to do any of this. And Jack like starts to just like retort, but just clutches his heart immediately. And Sherry asks what's wrong. And uh, he says like, oh, don't worry. It's nothing. And I'm good. 
if Sh- Sherry is nothing if not an expert bullshit detector and um, immediately it's like, uh, no, my dude, I'm not doing shit with you until yeah. you tell me if you're going to die or not within the next five minutes. I've seen you do some shit, man, now, all right? And if yeah. you're clutching your heart like that, there's something wrong with you. So, and then, like, what does he say? What does he tell her? Like, it's a, the most nonchalant ever explanation of what is going wrong. Uh, yeah, well, my heart stopped for a little bit while Kingsley's men were uh, interrogating me. And so, like, I'm just having a little, you know, extra I'm torture. A moment. <laughs> a moment here. Oh, okay. And she's like, uh, you need to go to a doctor. Your heart could be damaged, please. And Jack's just like, well, I need to get to Kingsley first. And what is... Pl- I know none of you took notes, but please walk me through this combo if you remember it. If you don't, I will do it myself, but it's so choice. So Sherry says, or Jack tells her that basically he wants her to call Kingsley and ask mm-hmm. for the evidence that he has against her um, in exchange for Alex Hewitt. Mm-hmm. And... Then she says, well, he's going to want proof I have Alex. He's not just going to be like, oh, you can just, sure, I'll believe you. And he's like, oh, he's going to talk to Alex. And starts yeah. sitting down at the computer and touching one at a time with his finger. <laughs> Most importantly, though, before we get to that, Sherry does not want to do this. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. And he says, Mrs. Palmer, you are going to help me. <laughs> I, I am not going to give you another choice. <laughs> and she says, you wouldn't dare hurt me. And what does Jack say? Mrs. Palmer, I will do whatever I have to do. Make no mistake Make about no it. Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she very quickly acquiesces. She, the thing about Sherry Palmer, like, she is a survivor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She picks up on the reality of the situation so fast. Like, even with David earlier in the season, like, she fought to her last nerve until David, like, proved that he knew every level of her bullshit like it took episodes you know in the in before in the middle of this season mm-hmm. it took jack 12 seconds to be like no i mean my i mean it she like i will kill see you it. she can yeah. see it in his eyes yeah so he walks over to the computer and he starts tapping away and sherry asks what she needs to do and jack says i need all the evidence alex is going to talk for us so we come back to Peter Kingsley, and uh, he's telling Max that they can assume that the chip containing the source recordings has not fallen into the hands of the government because the bombers are still on their way. And we see Max for the first time, and he's some Euro trash shitlord in a V-neck sweater on a massive yacht. He's a very which attractive is, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, he's super handsome. He is a Euro trash shitlord, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, please, Michael. I don't think we have any European listeners, so we can say that. It's fine. Um... So Max asks about the federal agent who's in possession of the chip, and um, Kingsley just says, oh, we don't have him, but the bombers are still on course, so we can guess that he didn't do anything with the chip, which is a leap. Sure. <laughs> at, at best. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't know and, where, you don't know where Alex Hewitt is. Uh, this rogue agent is out there somewhere, but nah. No big yeah, deal. And so... Max asks about Hewitt specifically and says he can't be allowed to talk. And Kingsley says, don't worry, we have teams out looking for him. Curtis, how do you feel about, like, 
Max, like, in Kingsley around. Because, like, Kingsley seemed like the big bad, but now he's reporting to someone else. Like, who do oil barons report to? <laughs> so, well, here's my thing. So, like, Max has either already deployed people to kill Kingsley because he doesn't believe a fucking word he says. Mm-hmm. Or he is as big of a dipshit as, as Kingsley believes he is. And he's just like, all right. Yeah, cool. Whatever. Give me that money, though. I want that on my on my cash. Especially because like, Kingsley's not hiding, In these hiding, kind of right? movies, Germans are not shitheads. Like, they know what's up. And Kingsley's yeah. not hiding. He's literally in his office. <laughs> He's in his private office getting, getting acupuncture. Getting acupuncture, yeah. man. Like, yeah, just chilling out. Um, Yeah, no. So, yeah, it's one of those two. Like, Max is either just a giant shitlord that you see, you know, driving mining culture. Um, or he is a mastermind who's already, you know, been like Kingsley already did. Yeah. I poisoned his acupuncture needles three hours ago, <laughs> and he's going to be dead soon. And his Code Red Mountain Dew as well. He's also... Yeah, so, like, Curtis, do you think he is, like, a villain on the level of, like, our season one? I'm forgetting the last name of the Drazens. Do you think he's on the level of the Drazens, or he's just kind of like a figurehead at this point? He's not, a, he's not He's not. that big of a boss. He's not Dennis Hopper. They're, they're only because they're giving us at best maybe a half episode with, with the homeboy. Mm, yeah. Good point. Uh, so, yeah, no, he, he, ain't a, he ain't a boss. Do you think he he's is. part of the cabal identified in season one against David Palmer? Or is he just some like opportunist <sighs> see, dickhead? See, let's see. It's 2002. Dude has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And an accent. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he a liberal. Yeah, he, he, he in the cabal. He in the cabal? All right. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, so we cut back to CTU where Ryan Chappelle is on his way towards Tony Almeida to have him arrested, flanked by a couple of guards. And, now, uh, hold Tony- on. Didn't they discover Chappelle like 15 minutes ago? Yes. They're just not going after Homeboy? Well, I mean, they gave him time to recover, I guess, because he was in bad shape. I love this scene so much because it's just Tony like trying to limp around in uh, opposite direction. It's like Tony... <laughs> Is literally rat racing around on his crutches, like, well, can't go that way. Better turn left. Oh, no. Guy's over there. Better turn right. Oh, man. I'm surrounded. I love that they at least wrote it to be fast, right? Hey, this one-legged man is the guy that's securing up a facility. Like, they didn't make it like he he almost made it. He made it to, like, the final door. It's like, oh, just one. No, it's, hey. I wish Chappelle would have Hey, buddy. You're, you're the only guy. We know who you are. It took 15 <laughs> seconds, which was nice. They I just wish Chappelle would have made him run around and make him think he was going to get away for a while. But here's the thing, hey, and buddy, I know, I know that like technically it's an anti-terrorism unit, and they can do some shit. But like, Tony didn't do terrorism; he did a crime. And Ryan Chappelle walks up to him and says, "I don't need to tell you you're under arrest." And like, actually, you do. Like, that's an important part of being under arrest is that like, I have to tell you it that you are. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's literally yeah, one of the things. Yeah, they'd, they'd that's actually step you, two of the rest. Military, a military combatant to deny you the rights of a U.S. citizen, so they'd have to Mirandaize you to arrest you. Also, and did he you. commit a crime? Yeah, he poisoned his boss. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he did like, assault. That's a not necessarily officer. a crime. What? Okay. Okay. I'm just like, saying. I need, Mara, actually, I I'm to... gonna need you. Like, this is a new podcast. You're gonna break down <laughs> no, no, what you no, think no, crime Michael, is. Michael, we have a pretty big FBI office in Chicago. I want you to go there tomorrow. But I don't <laughs> work at the FBI office, Michael. Um, I'm we saying have a new it, podcast. Okay, they would have to Michael, go. It, at worst, okay. it's in chloroform your boss. And chloroform your boss. You can get fired. 
Michael, welcome Maybe. to our new podcast. Is it crime? <laughs> it wasn't chloroform because it was whatever fast asking bullshit he did. It was it was the fa- it was the quick release chloroform. <laughs> it wasn't the twenty four hour formula. Okay, okay, Michael, I'll take it back. You, if you chloroformed your boss, yes, you get fired. But me or someone named Tony Almeida would not make it out of the door. Okay, but. It- I guess what more what I'm saying is that yes, okay, it is a crime. But later, Tony and Michelle are talking, and he's like, "What do you think they're going to charge us with?" And he's like, "Could do treason." It's like, no, chloroforming your boss isn't treason. <laughs> like they didn't do is anything it, is, treasonous. Is chloroforming your boss if he's told you to help start a war that the government <laughs> supports and you don't really think it's the right thing to do, but they do, and then you chloroform it to do like stop that effort that they have nothing to do with anyway it's a real tangled web <laughs> i don't know where to go well even if it's if it's if it's you chloroformed your like at worst it's hey you chloroformed your boss to help a rogue agent who is trying to find a way to stop this war so you're a traitor nah man that's whistle he's just a whistleblower like, even, even if even aggressive if the rogue whistleblower agent, even if the rogue agent was crazy and was trying to bomb CTU. Him doing that still does not make Tony a traitor. Well, here's the thing. Tony did this thing <laughs> expecting that Jack's actions would exonerate him. Which, mm-hmm. in almost all situations, is a good bet to take. So, like, all of this is predicated on, like, Tony believing that oh, Jack's right. actions... Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Like, Jack's actions will exonerate him from doing it, which is like, a pretty good bet. Yeah, but like, I still don't think that just... Just because Jack gets the evidence and the evidence turns out to be true, it erases once again, Tony's it does not erase the crime. It's still, if it's a crime, it's a crime, regardless. You can't chloroform your boss just because you think they're wrong. And also, like, even if they're right and, like, Tony, like, it's like, okay, you did the right thing, you can go back to, like, your job at CTU. Like, Ryan Chappelle will always be his, like, senior director yeah much. like yeah. it's like yeah say goodbye to every promotion you've ever wanted like you're never getting a raise ever oh, oh yeah remember that time you fucking chloroformed me mm-hmm. dick well to be fair he has no proof that tony did that because tony came up behind him all he knows is that tony arranged for him to be in the room that's and then true. he got chloroformed that's true tony just admits everything yeah, tony shouldn't have said <laughs> shit it's like i don't yeah, how I don't do know you about know? your bad brain. You yeah. just fell over dead. Sorry, idiot. <laughs> you walked in, yeah. you saw Michelle, you passed out. I don't know what your fucking problem is. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Tony Tony refuses to give up Michelle's location. And um, Ryan just says, well, don't worry. I'll issue a warrant to find her. And um, Carrie pipes up and says, oh, well, she's got to be somewhere nearby because she's trying to help Jack Bauer, who's off site. And... Uh, <laughs> Fuck I you, hate Carrie. Carrie. I hate her God so damn much. Carrie. Just total snitch. She's yeah, so Chappelle tells her to follow up on that, and Tony gets taken off to holding. We get a tiny clock at 6.34. Please take a drink. And Jack finally reaches Michelle on the phone, and uh, he says, uh, I'm connected, or he, he connects her to Hewitt's computer. Use the computer. <laughs> and uh, she says, I'm ready to take control of his, uh, of his computer. And you just have to hit uh, she the asks. Key. She asks what Alex told him, and he says, well, he invented a program that can recreate anyone's voice if he had a sample of it. And uh, he had samples of everyone, including himself, which I don't know why if you had a software that could recreate anyone's shit and say whatever you wanted, you would have your own 
di- dickhead voice on your computer. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it just doesn't feel like stripping out his voice from all the conversations. I guess. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But, um, so I Michelle. Mean, I heard editing up- is easy, and people just complain about it if they're bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've heard that? Yeah. It's- <laughs> have, you, have you heard that, Curtis? <laughs> I have. Speaking of which, <laughs> this is 2018, and my computer is pretty good, and it sucks at audio. <laughs> Like sweetening your horse shit takes nine hours. My computer is good. I don't know what your problem is. What happens in this episode? Basically, cloning a human being's human voice to say whatever you want. It takes thirty-five seconds on a two thousand two laptop. <laughs> Again, I love early two thousand technology. Why can't I have it? It's only twenty-four technology. Right, but exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I want twenty-four technology in real life which is a drink that's actually in the rules anytime you want 24 technology in the real world take a drink i am out of booze though shit um so michelle goes through the audio she finally finds a file that contains hewitt voice and um because he asked when sherry palmer last spoke to alex Mm -hmm. hewitt and uh so they play (laughs) the recording out loud and the conversation that they play focuses on sherry palmer trying to get hewitt to like agree to let her protect him. And on the phone call, Sherry Palmer says out loud with her own voice on the phone that I know you record every phone call. <laughs> what the fuck? And she proceeds that's to say like everyone's name and like everything that's going on. And like she one implicates herself implicitly. Mm-hmm. Implicates literally everyone else. <laughs> like, it's like she's this high level political operative who's so savvy knows everyone and just like fuck this guy fuck that guy fuck you fuck him fuck me definitely fuck everyone else also i know that you record this so if you want to make me say whatever you want me to say go for it great love that so i'm not gonna lie guys am i the only one i will i i Maybe I am the only one who believed that because of how Jack was saying we need to find the last conversation he had with Sherry. I thought we were going to end up having to hear Alex's vinegar scrub. <laughs> I did think it was going to be a little bit more racy, for sure. He did seem to have a crush on Sherry, for sure. Yeah, I um, thought it was so going to be something. So as as Michelle is listening to this and processing it on her computer, we see um, agents walking they through have the to, parking they lot. They have to let it run. They have to let it run to get enough source material out loud. So everyone hears it. uh, And Michelle sees agents closing in on her van. And um, she says, okay, I have enough material. All you have to do is open a file on Alex's computer and type any words that you need. And then the agents find Michelle in a van. And uh, she's slowly and in very small words explaining to Jack Bauer how to open a computer file. (laughs) Just open just the gen file. Gotta open the old gen file first. And he so says, they, gen file! What's he gen just file? yells the words gen file. <laughs> and then as soon as he does that, agents open up the van doors, which she didn't lock, and pull her out, arrest her, leaving Jack alone with Sherry Palmer. And we cut to commercial at 637. I don't really trust Jack Bauer's computer <laughs> handling skills. <laughs> But here we are. I, I, um, I just, I, I said, Jack's going to end up opening Winamp. <laughs> and he really whips the llama's ass. <laughs> I mean, um, 
Shit. I'm out to it. Uh, fuck you, I guess. Damn. Computers and stuff. So we We're come back We're going to be trying to play it, and then you're just going to hear the door closing because AIM is open. <laughs> and then it just reads you some emo lyrics from my, my away status. <laughs> We come back from commercial at 6.42, and David Palmer is led into the main hallway of the district office, and someone named Heather greets him as Mr. President as he walks by and then apologizes for calling him Mr. President. Isn't he still Mr. President? Like, they still call everyone Mr. President. Yeah, George H.W. Bush was still Mr. President until the day he died. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, David's just like, it's all right. And then he walks into a teleconference room and sits down, and (laughs) President Prescott tells him, David, I realize how awkward this must be, but I really appreciate your help. And David just says, you're making a gross and tragic error, but I'm only doing this for the men in the planes. And then they uh, patch through the minister of the prime minister of Turkey and they talk. And then we see Kate Warner arrive at the Mathens' house with its wide open front door and two dead cops, which she does not notice. And she just walks in and yells for Kim Bauer. It's a Kim. 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 Never once says Jack's name or the fact that she's there to help her or anything. She just keeps yelling out her name, knowing that this girl has a gun. Has a gun and recently has killed. Yeah. She has. And doesn't trust anyone. She has the taste for blood now. Oh, my God. So we get a tiny clock at 643. Please take a drink. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Kate moves through their house, continuing to call out. And Kim does not move from her very bad hiding spot, just like behind some like fine china. But somehow, while she's holding her gun and not moving, she makes noise that Kate hears and follows to the house and eventually finds Kim. And well, well, does God. she find Kim? Because somehow, in the last fifty minutes since she had to kill Gary Madison. This creature has developed the largest circles under their eyes I've ever seen happen that fast, and a complete thousand yard stare of a goddamn Vietnam veteran. <laughs> so. Kim, Kim looks so. Michael, you might not have seen this, but in uh, Re- Return of the King, the third Lord of the Rings movie, nope. they cut out a scene where Gandalf goes to confront the Witch King of Angmar, and in the in the extended edition, the Witch King breaks his his wizard staff and like really just messes up Gandalf. But in the regular one, he just goes to do a thing, and then he shows back up with, like, <laughs> two black eyes, essentially, and just looking like he's 9,000 years older than his 8,000 years old that he already is. And there's no explanation for it in the original movie. This is what Kim looks like. It, she looks like someone has walked up, punched her in both of her eyes. She stayed up for 18 days smoking cigarettes and doing <laughs> meth. And then, like, and also fighting the Witch King of Angmar. <laughs> you know what? When she, when she, <laughs> when she cocked the gun and pointed it at uh, Kate. Basically, the only thing in my head was the Spider-Man thing with the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. <laughs> because it was like, you they literally, when they're in the car and they show them from the profile, it's like, you're literally the same person, just slightly older. It's funny that you had that realization, like, or that feeling then and not when Kate Warner was pointing a gun at Murray Warner earlier, like, or other way around. Uh, like, Cause this is like, and actually, like, both times, Kate has taken having a gun held on her very well. Well, after you've like, been tortured, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, but like, 
the torture that Kate went through was having her ears sliced up on a little bit. Like, okay, there's not sure it hurts. It stings the scotch, but like she had her ears pierced. But like Kate just like takes this in stride. She's like, stings the scotch. I also appreciate you, you tortured, not like torture explained. Yeah, torture explained. <laughs> I also appreciate you bit. not getting up on my nuts talking about the Witch King of Angmar for like five minutes. That was great. I really wanted to, but I like wanted it to stop. I just yeah, I wanted fair. it to stop. Like, cause I hey. thought you were fucking with me at some point when you kept saying these words, and I was like, there is no way that this is true. Like, he sounds like Ben from Parks and Rec describing his fucking cones, cones of, of Dunshire. <laughs> And the thing is, Michael, hey, good instincts, because if, if you had said shit, I would have explained <laughs> I know. all of the Witch King I of Neymar to you. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about, I thought you were going to actually go how, how Theoden King looked before oh, he was free God. by Gandalf. Oh, the yeah, hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> hey, I you were was going Tom Hanks like, in that yeah, one? I mean, obviously. What's that? So was Tom Hanks in that one? <laughs> so I shit y'all not. This entire episode I've been watching on HBO Signature. Right here, because he's so prolific. Mr. Tom Jack Hanksberry in the terminal. <laughs> Didn't we already do the terminal? We did, but I'm just saying it's on. It was on. Oh, I was just, I was just on. Okay. for it. It was just what was on. Oh, it's just guys. Uh, we didn't even talk about Denethor because uh, that dude had some bags <laughs> under his eyes. A lot sure. of old men in Lord of the Rings had bags under their eyes, and they were under but some shit. Here's the thing. Here's the only Denethor didn't involve actual magic. He was just a bad fucking dude. He's just a bad dad. He was a horrible father. <laughs> He's just well, a bad dad. My, wait, my one son did. Well, gonna dead my other son too. Me, me as well. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is the only movie that supposedly had an epic battle in it that I like. I don't fall asleep during movies. You guys know this. I've yeah. I've watched a movie without headphones in on an airplane. With no sound and not been you able to did, fall asleep. Uh, Michael, quick, Michael, you did fall asleep during the first the Ninja Turtles movie from Michael Bay. I was the only one who yeah, sl- but you cannot fall asleep fell asleep during. during I woke up. There was a battle going on, and I went, "Uh," and I fell in the back second asleep. one or the third the one. The second one. Fuck off! <laughs> I was like, I, I literally like could not care. Any you did less. not fall asleep in the Battle of Helm's Deep. Like, no, I fell asleep before the Battle of Helm's Deep, and then <laughs> I woke up in the middle of it. During it? And you're and like, this like, is an interesting... <laughs> I was like, this. you know what? That sleep was better than whatever I'm seeing right now. Oh, cool, he's gonna throw a dwarf again. Better fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. And also, I blame myself for the Ninja Turtles falling asleep. I, did, I got its tickets while I was... Fairly intoxicated mm-hmm. that we're in the very first row for a turtle movie <laughs> on a very large screen. Well, hey, count yourselves blessed because I was the only one of our group that watched that entire abomination. <laughs> I watched every single frame of that godforsaken shit film. I tried, I tried so hard and I couldn't, couldn't. Hey, do it. there was so much good job. But see, at the Lord of the Rings one, I was completely sober and I fell asleep. So, uh, I well, that makes it worse, bud. Yeah, I don't really know what to say to you. You're just a bad dude. Um, we get a tiny clock at 6.45, and uh, we cut back to CTU, where they have... Um, actually, no, sorry. we I skipped the resolution of the Kim and Kate <laughs> adventures. Yeah, because you have to... Kim, Kim thinks they fucking... Well, so, essentially, Kim, Kim asks, who are you? Mm-hmm. And Kate takes a good 10 minutes to describe, essentially, I'm you, Kim. Yeah. She describes a scenario that only a Kim would find themselves in. That Jack had to pull them out of. And that's how mm-hmm. she knew. 
that she and was so Kate, she was a friend of Jack. Yep. It's like, oh, he has a thing for <laughs> wounded animals. Okay, thanks. Um, so Kate, Kim hesitates, slowly lowers her gun and says, well, the sooner we can leave, the sooner uh, you can be with your dad. And Kim finally lowers the gun. She walks over and uh, Kate puts a hand on her shoulder and comes I was her. scared. I thought somehow oh, them because- touching would just like yep. antimatter implode. <laughs> was- like it would just be gone. I thought it was the Kimming, the ultimate Kimming. Just the ultimate, just, just, the Kimming begins. Mm, the singularity. Um, That's how we get it. <laughs> so we get a tiny clock at six forty-five. Please take a drink, and um, we cut back to CTU, where they have followed the tried and true method of putting two suspects <laughs> into the same room, hoping they'll talk about their crimes, and then Tony Michelle, the two trained federal agents, agents charged with treason begin to talk about all the crimes they've committed <laughs> on camera and tony actually looks at the camera as he's doing it yeah 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 he's like hey don't worry i'm gonna take this fall for you they didn't they don't know anything about how you helped me wink y'all i i'm sorry i had to, i had to write here and, and i don't want i don't want to make this show political uh-huh but my thoughts i was like did trump watch this episode before he read about the Shruck and Page stuff in the FBI. No, he told him, I got you, girl. I'm going to take the fall for your crime. You're going to be okay. I'm going to take the fall. Uh, did he just think that that's what happens when 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 you're close with one another? Mm-hmm. As federal agents? Well, if they fucking. If they fucking. They conspire in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, the last two known federal agents in this universe <laughs> that yep. fucked, mm-hmm. one of them was crooked and was a terrorist, so... It's true. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, one or both of them is a is a bad person. So that's just what it is. Um, I mean, yeah, Jack Jack fucked both of them. Mm-hmm. And then Xander Berkeley after his wife, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and probably. Ah, it's, it's all bad. Once yeah. you tainted. So uh, Tony says, "Don't worry, I'll tell them that I ordered you to help Jack." And she says, "No, I don't want to. I don't want this. I did what I thought was right. I won't let you lie for me." And then she grabs his hand under the table and stares straight forward while he is a whole big child about the whole situation and doesn't like her touching him. And uh, we cut back to uh, David Palmer being led back to his holding cell. And Mike Novick thanks him for his help, which is fun. And uh, Mike just says, well, thanks for your help, but uh, you'll be held into the press conference tomorrow. And I tried to get you released sooner, but nothing can be done. But I did let your lawyer look at internet, so that's fun. Well, well Mike, what he says is, there's only so much I can do. Yeah. yeah. Like, plan a coup, asshole, yeah, and in like, the look in like 10 hours. Him, man, is so good. There's only so much I can do. Like, betray you entirely. Yeah. Yeah. But I let your lawyer have internet access so he can check fart.com. So that's fun. But if we only gave him dial-up, and it's AOL, and once his, <laughs> once his hours run out, that's it. And there's no instant messenger. Don't you even dare send an outgoing message. Um, so we cut to commercial at 6.48. You want to use Bing to search? <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, it's all porn on Bing. Damn. <laughs> well, it's pretty good. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we cut back for commercial at 6.52, and we see on a uh, military screen the bombers continuing to advance and say they have not made much progress for supersonic bombers <laughs> i feel like they've been they've made it approximately 500 miles in do the you guys past like to watch three hours? um so i i don't typically watch movies on planes because i i get overwhelmed by the choices i have kind of like netflix i just can't make a decision um <laughs> so i tend to just watch the map like the progress map 
I love the progress I love map. The so progress I just read map. and watch that I'm a fan and listen of the to music. Map. And I get mad when I look up and we don't really seem to have moved much. And this is what that seems like. If I was like Vice President Prescott, I'd be like, it's been 20 minutes. Why are we still over the Azores? Shit. What are we doing here? So that's how, but they, they get you by, by changing. Oh, I zoom, the, I the zoom, zoom in and out like a fiend. I love, I love zooming in on uh, those good uh, islands. Where, what are we passing over? I just, I just watched the I get, movies. You guys suck. So, so we see it. Kate and Kim walking or driving towards CTU and, uh, Kim, more perceptive than usual, just says, so what's going on between you and my dad? Y'all fucking? Mm. That's, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> hey, I need to know who's fucking around here. You fucking? <laughs> I mean, she she takes she says some very long sentences, but essentially it boils down to, "Hey, uh, you, yeah, my she's dad. like, there's a reason he only called you. He doesn't trust very many people. Just, How can he trust you if you only met today? Y'all get to that bone zone. Mm-hmm. What that dick do though? My dad's dick. <laughs> <specifically>. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, and Kate gives some long explanation as to why they're you know they they trust each other, and, and Jack believes that you know he's a good person, and then. Kate essentially, I mean, Kim says essentially, I mean, yeah. I don't care. You fucking. And oh, I just so want him to be happy. Kate, yeah. You know, I forgive and him. Kate chooses for all that the shit, odd path of bonding it, with Kim over the fact that both their moms died when they were young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rather than just continue down the jack track, uh, she like just says, yeah, I know. I think I know why we're Our together. Moms, you know, yeah, died our moms are age. dead, so we just, should be cool, right? Fuck. I mean, they're dead, so we're friends. <laughs> I really expected uh, Kate to, or Kim to say, like when she was like, "Oh, I lost my mom too." I wanted her to be like, "Oh, really? Was she killed in your father's office by your father's fuck buddy?" Because yeah, then we're not the same. Bitch. Actually, diverged. I mean, it, it's did you see that outfit her dad had on? Earlier today, I think it's possible. That, I, I mean, Bob Warner's not a bad guy. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, for all we know, Marie killed her at this point. Who knows what she oh, was shit. up to? Well, I guess I guess she was killed be- or died before Marie broke bad. Um, but we cut back to Alex Hewitt's apartment where Jack is ready in the computer for all of his good hacker work. And uh, Sherry is nervous and says she's unsure that she can do this, which is probably the first time Sherry's ever been unsure about anything in her entire life. And uh, Jack says, just make the damn call and tell Kingsley what I told you to. So Jack puts in. Well, she's had an intense a, trauma earlier today. Stabbed she brutally stabbed. in the tummy. Brutal. is almost probably murdered. sore. So sore at it's best. Very sore. I, so I don't know if I can do this. So uh, Sherry dials King's number, and we get a tiny <laughs> clock at six fifty four. And um, Eve, <laughs> which is apparently Kingsley's uh, so, like secretary's name, gets word that there is still no sign of Hewitt, which distresses Peter Kingsley. But then his private cell phone rings, and he picks it up, and. Wait, are you think she's his secretary? I thought she was like a fixer of some sort, because she brought in all the information and she looked, she looked way tougher than just someone's. Like, you would not based, put her out in the field. She based like on what happens in a couple minutes, I don't think she's anyone of note. I think she's just kind of like someone no. who passes messages along that knows too much, mm. maybe. Um. Yeah. So possibly he picks up, and Sherry confirms that they are on a secure line, and says, 
I want the original tapes of the conversations you made of our conversations. And Kingsley just says, oh, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> and what does Sherry say? I got him. So I should give him Alex Hewitt. And Kingsley I just wants him. to know where he's at. And she's just like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not telling you that. I'll give him to you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, are you trying to insult my intelligence? I'm not a like, dumb I'm not dumb. Tell I've you been that doing shit. this for Come a on. second. And uh, Kingsley says, okay, sure. Maybe, but I want to talk to Alex first. But then, yeah, I'm not going to lie, guys. So for the first time this season, it happened. Our boy Tobin Bell could not help himself but go full jigsaw and says, <laughs> I want to talk to Alex. He <laughs> it was like, okay. is, first of all, I commend us on not making a jigsaw joke for at least one episode. I don't think we did it last time and we haven't done it so far here, but damn it. They're so fun to make. Yeah, there's no need to. He's just, yeah. I didn't realize it's that just his that's voice. How he talks He's just all jigsaw the all the he, time. Yeah, I thought he was whenever doing he, a whenever voice. He gets serious, whenever he gets serious, that's how he sounds. Like, is he, how could he have friends? Like, if you got a call from that voice, <laughs> you'd be like, no, you need to stop calling my text me, please. Yeah, if you, if you called me, like, even if it was like, you know, hey, hey, you're our team won. We're going to fucking party tonight. Nah, man, I'm, I'm good. He's like, hey, Curtis. Like you if I just made a crude game? comment about no, someone to him, he's like, "Let's not be pigs about this, Michael." No, like, oh, I'm sorry, Tobin. I thought it was just being cool. I made a funny, jokey joke. Do you want to play a game? Yeah, I'd love to play Catan, Tobin. <laughs> sure, I would love to Shoot dunk some on hoops you or something. Ah, oh, fuck. One. <laughs> so Kingsley wants to talk to Alex. And Sherry holds him off for a moment while Jack, quote from my notes, gets his audio file ready, which again is just chicken pecking letters for 25 seconds. Yeah, like, why is he not sitting in front of the computer He's where he one, can type really fast? He has of one hand on his earpiece just to make sure he's hearing every word crystal clear and then other left hand finger, like, chicken pecking letters out to type. A like a paragraph of shit for Alex who had to say. I was hoping he would have spelled something wrong, and he was like, "I swore I didn't tell anyone." Wait, what? Swore? I swore. The thing about this though too is like, well, I I, I get that like, like audio like mocking is a thing, but like on the fly with no inputs on like inflection in the software like it just got Alex Hube being like nope very like, adamant about certain words and I was like how did you do that like it should just be like robot voice like yeah like in I think it was like the movie in 2012 Transcendence essentially showed them getting Johnny Depp to speak after they downloaded his entire brain he had right. to say every word in the dictionary mm-hmm. for them to try to get oh him you're the one who saw that movie speech huh? later it was like <laughs> yeah it was just this guy I didn't see the Taurus though. God damn it! I refuse to do that. Uh, yeah. So, but they have a thirty-second clip of Alex saying a few words, and they're like, "Got so, it all. Got it. No big deal." So got Kingsley, his whole DNA. Once again, we just who knows him. that Alex Hewitt has this specific technology and actually is the linchpin uh-huh. for his entire conspiracy. Here's that twelve-second clip play, and then Sherry says, "Is there a deal or not?" And then King's just like, that's fine. <laughs> they play, well, yeah. they basically well, play chicken says, for a little he, bit. He, 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 he's, he wants to talk to Alex again. 
she says no. Um, then, then he's adamant about speaking to Alex, and Sherry looks at Jack, who's now listening to the call, giving her the old no sign. Just oh. to give her the next slice, shake. like, nope, just cut it off. Shake, right? Right? And then, and then our boy comes to come back and says, this is an ultimatum, mm-hmm. Mrs. Palmer. I speak to Alex now. There's no deal. Hang and up. Jack goes full, Fucking cut, full cut, cut the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, cut that's it. it. Fuck you. Cut shit. And cut Sherry, it. cut it. Sherry goes to end the Sherry call, and Bible after a pause, what does Kingsley say? All right. <laughs> Fucking fuck. No, I don't you want this deal. It's bad. Your voice. Ellie. <laughs> yeah. LA it's so serious. Sherry minutes. says, "Okay, neutral ground," and just immediately it's like, "Yeah, Ellie Coliseum Gate 18, 30 minutes." It's like you had that yeah. planned. Yeah. Um, let me think, uh, yeah, this one. Ten minutes. No, it was, it was ten okay, minutes. how about Starbucks in, like, Encino? I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> Some time, <laughs> like, let's plan on traffic. Also, it is rush, it's about to be rush hour. Like, I can't get anywhere in ten minutes. Fuck you. It's 7 a.m. That's true, man. It's 7, oh, in L.A.? No Fuck. thanks. But he says, it's gonna be people running. At the Coliseum, so I think he says 30 at 6 a.m. for sure. Yeah, 30 he does minutes. Say 30 so minutes. we're going to be halfway 30? through the mm-hmm. finale before okay. a run-in, potentially, with Peter Kingsley. And, God, Curtis, I can't wait for you to get here. So we get a tiny clock at 6.55, and uh, Jack commends Sherry on her fine work after they hang up, and he leads her out, and we see Peter Kingsley back in his office say that, you know, I've got this feeling I'm being set up. Because this is the perfect bait to draw me out in the open. And Eve, his assistant, says, what are you going to do? And Kingston says, well, I have no choice but to play this out. And uh, Scott will have shooters in place to kill Sherry and whoever else is involved. But then I'm going to head out of the country. Time to roll things up around here. And Eve asks if she can do anything. And what what does Kingsley say? You've done so much and... What does he? What does he tell her? Yeah, I'll see. I'll see you. See you in Lisbon. I'll see you tomorrow. He gives her a little hug, Rooney. Says, "I, I'm enormously grateful. I'm enormously grateful." And then, as he's hugging her, expressing his gratitude, what does he do? He grabs a knife from off his desk that he just keeps there on his desk for mm-hmm. these very moments, I guess. And yeah. then, uh, then they cut away. Yeah. He is fucking jigsaw. So I have a note in like my note in my notes, um, and I don't really remember why I wrote this. And I was a couple burbies in when I did because it was the end of the episode. <laughs> but I have all caps. Oh no, this kind of murder does not just go unchecked. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it will. Like I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I'm I don't know. I guess like, he gonna turn himself in to like. Oh, I, hey, I did nuke LA, but I also That's killed what, my secretary. So, ugh, <laughs> take me, yeah. take me away. I guess. I mean, homeboy, homeboy just volunteered volunteered to walk into a jack trap. I'm like, he, there's not, there's no. It's like of all the things Jack's gonna kill him for, like killing Eve's not really high on the list. So. <laughs> He's like, I didn't even. Oh, you killed me for Eve. Uh, I didn't know anything about that, though. Shit. Oh, I played the wrong game. I've been playing so many games. 
I didn't, I didn't know who this one was for. <laughs> so we... <laughs> I thought it was Scrabble. Fuck it. I'm so we cut to a car where Jack and Sherry are already driving away, apparently just leaving Alex Hewitt's corpse on the roof and all of the computers and all of the proof gone. Didn't collect that. They just Everything. sprinted to just a car. See you later. And um, Sherry asks... Hey, what kind of backup are we going to have from CTU? <laughs> and Jack hesitates for a moment and then none. <laughs> no, no, we ain't sure got Sure, didn't we ain't love got this answer. Though. Yeah. They wouldn't <laughs> but, even I mean, send she, me a helicopter yeah. that was already here. So, but she at least re- like Sherry resided herself though. Like she was like, "Jack, who you got?" None, like, none, none fam. Nope. And sure, her face went to her face went, and she's just like we we uh we, we fucked Jack. That's uh that's, yeah we fucked. You done, so Jack you basically done, you just like us. well, Sherry's so. like you can't take him down by yourself, and he's like, well, one I can, and once he confesses, CT will send in teams. Like he's gonna get to Kingsley through the bad guys before it's like, which is fair, obviously. But um, so Sherry says. If Kingsley's already confessing, though, he's already done all of the right, stuff. Right, exactly. They don't need teams. Um, so Sherry says, point. well, it'll be too late. And she tries to change his mind because Kingsley will have people who will kill them as soon as they realize we don't have Hewitt. But um, as she's talking, mm-hmm. Jack, what does Jack start doing? Oh, boy. Well, Dying. Jack is showing off that he's at, he's at maybe at that, that Bauer limit that you get on your phone when it starts telling you, hey, you're at 15% Bauer. And and Jack's prepared to take down a you know at least part of a cabal, and you need you need at least I'm gonna say this I don't know the man but you, you need at least seventy percent power. So you think it's going to be a crank high voltage situation where he's gonna have to it charge up be. the power? It might be. Hmm. I mean it's, it's Bauer hour, not Bauer. He's gonna put those you know I mean how put those clamps right on his nipples and just rev that battery yeah the fun thing about that is that i think that actually happens in a later season of this show so does he get overpowered mm. he did there's some there's some overpowering oh, for man. sure no good. like i'm not not in any way joking i'm pretty sure at one point in this show car batteries get connected to jeff's nips <laughs> he definitely yeah i think he yeah you're right uh, did you did you just say Jack or a negative word about Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> just just quality control for any future thing that we do have. What you know what? <laughs> that was a, it's a it was a slip. It was a slip of the tongue. Um, uh, it's been a long night. <laughs> it was a sh- long of the two. Oh God! Um, like, do you guys just need? Do you just? I think you just need like a a long stretch of me saying the N word. <laughs> put over those. No, so you just, so you just no, know. No. So you just know when to cut that off. Okay, <laughs> Curtis just said if he's on the hard R, we know he's not too far. <laughs> I'm allowed to say it in all its forms. It's just you know, at least they give you that that comfort. It's like, oh, well, I think it's look, like if, said it. if you say it, we know things have gone. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, like I just yeah. need to do that. Like give it a little tag to you guys for each. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want you to miss one though. That'd be bad. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Just like in the middle of the episode. 
that is a good quality control though. Like it would definitely make me pay attention more <laughs> while editing. Because sometimes I'm just like I'm on autopilot. I was like, I don't care what the fuck we just said. We we talked for two and you a half would, hours. You would be very diligent. Here, I'm gonna put it right here. Where are we at? What time are we at here? We're at one fifty. God no, no. damn, we're at one fifty. So if, if I just like say, damn it. Like, you're just like, you have to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, he just did it. Okay, that was at 148.02. Got it. Um, I am making a note of that, actually. Where's my pen? There we go. Got it. So, just make sure I, I catch this one. Make sure I, I listen to this final version. Just. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for sure. And I will call out that specifically. And again, I will cover this up with a Jack Bauer saying, damn it! <laughs> uh, no, so, not. Jack, he's dying. Yep, so Jack just basically says, we got to keep moving. So we get a split screen. Jack keeps trying to fight his heart pain as he keeps driving. David Palmer sits in his holding pen. Tony and Michelle are in their holding pen. Did you think they were trying to make him look like like Lincoln in the memorial? Yeah, yeah. He was just kind of in a chair. With his hands like right over the edge. Yeah, it was an editorial touch that I could have done without, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, Kate and Kim continue driving towards CTU and President Prescott is going over information about the bombing, uh, of their targets due in one hour. And, uh, Peter Kingsley stands over Eve's dead body. What? And then what happened to we, her? I, li- don't I don't know. It. I don't get it's it. It's mystery. Huh. She probably just fainted because, because all the good terrorism. Because he was doing. giving her that beautiful knife as a gift. And she was like, oh my God. Thank Look you. Look at this cool, cool thing. Thank you for the knife. I've put it, I've, it's in you now. <laughs> Part of you. Um, so Jack, as he's driving, his eyes roll up and he starts to fade in and out of focus and he gasps, he grabs his chest and he starts to swerve his uh, SUV uh, from the massive, massive heart pain he's going through. And Sherry Palmer screams and tries to grab the wheel. They narrowly avoid hitting a U-Haul truck. Why is she you, so bad the, at steering? She's very. Like, she just yanks yeah. the wheel. I mean, the just, car spins to, out of control. To be fair, we just had a full bower down. She had to <laughs> yeah. go into evasive maneuvers, and it's tough. He's definitely on his bower reserves. And they crash through a gate. They careen down an embankment into the LA River, and they finally come to stop in the very shallow river basin. And we cut to commercial at six fifty. Also, they, they hit a seconds. shopping cart. I assume it was yeah. a homeless person was also um, underneath the car. Hey, I just need. Hey, LA. Um, a lot of major cities have have rivers. Um, and, Good ones, though. Uh, you know, we have a few rivers here in, in, in Shy. Uh, New York with has water the in them. River, which is known as you know for mob bodies. And that, you know, that's a little fun to say, but at least these are rivers you can sail on. Stop calling <laughs> that fucking crick? concrete goddamn crick you have that you put in every video game and movie about your city a river. It's a crick. Not it's not even a crick. It's it's just a brook? It's an underpass. <laughs> a brook, maybe. There's no water in it. <laughs> I mean, there's a little water, no. but it's like there's water. When there's you, more when water you, outside because it just rained. Like the thing is, I, when you write a sentence, the car crashed into the L.A. River. <laughs> immediately, your head is like, "Oh, then they drowned and died." <laughs> no, no, they hit a or like they had cart. to wait, like they had to wait until like the water went over the window so they could open the door because the pressure equalized, or a robot punched through the window and pulled them out, like I, like Will Smith. Ooh. No, that didn't even cover ha- a, like a tenth of the tire. No, because we all know the LA, the L.A. River is featured in movies 
both great and small. I've seen it in indie movies. I'm sure it's just free to film there because there's no water in it <laughs> ever. Yeah, I mean, that's you know how you know there's Reeves no water couldn't in kill it? Patrick Swayze. They literally set up a camera shot where the camera is, has to be on the ground. And they're just like, man, we're just going to leave this camera here because there's no water. Is it? We use the word rill a lot instead of real. Mm-hmm. Is this a rill? A rill of water? <laughs> I think it might be. It's not even. It's not even a babble of a babbling brook. Uh, it's just a a, a runnel. It's a bunch of homeless people peed in it, and now <laughs> now there's a wetness. It, d- Dirty Mike and the gang went uphill and pissed downstream. <laughs> like that's that is the L.A. River. What are you doing? <laughs> Any big predictions, Curtis, for the final episode, the final hour of day two? I need to hear what you think is going to happen. Somebody going to dead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Somebody, Just one somebody. Somebody going to dead because Jack Bauer. Can you give me a death count? <laughs> predicted predicted death count. Five. Five. Just, right. just from Bauer. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jack alone is going to kill five people? Yes. Okay. He hasn't. He has not notched a kill in a second. He a just bit. killed fucking Alex. Yeah, but that was he by went over that. Technically, he the roof. Alex. That's an assist. Technically, the roof did. Yeah, that's an assist. <laughs> okay, he here's gets the thing. Credit for that one in the official Curtis, death total. Mm-hmm. Here's at what point in the seven a.m. hour do you think the first kill will happen? And how how many minutes do you think between the first kill and last kill in the episode do you think will... So Jack's going to kill the first of Scott's snipers at around, let's see, 30 minutes from where they said it was. He's going to kill him around 7.15 to set himself okay. up a little bit. The last kill... I I know I know it's not going to happen, but this is what I want. I want... Have you ever seen Rocky? the end of Rocky 3? <laughs> yeah. I want, I want at 7.55... To see Palmer and VP just rearing back for a, a killer punch. <laughs> with five seconds left? <laughs> and no, Aaron with five, Pierce with five, with shoots. Almost five minutes left. Aaron Pierce shoots Jim Prescott. <laughs> just not today, dick. Okay. And then just and then just Jack Bauer walking into CTU for the last three minutes, just walking around and looking at people who know that that's the end of their... Either it means okay. that they're fired or they're going to be dead. And they all just okay. run, run away. That's it. I'm interested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, hey guys, you know what? It's going to be a out? good one. Yeah. What do you another, want? What another you thing that was on the X-ray is that apparently there is a two, like a two-hour make, or sorry, no, an hour-long making of of the last two episodes of the season. Hmm. So if we wanted to do a little after-show rundown, we should probably I would love to. watch that. I'd love to. Curtis, can you predict? Predict one kill in the last episode of the season. Just like how it happens. Is it is it all gunplay? Is it knives? Does Jack punch a man so hard his head explodes? I'm very curious how you think all these kills are. You mentioned a sniper. Scott's going to have some snipies. Uh, Jack, go and choke the bitch. Uh, easy. That's mm-hmm. And bear in mind the situation. We're going to the LA Coliseum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get so, creative with it. Jack, go find a bitch. The Coliseum, as it were, is designed to look as the Roman Coliseum. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. has arches. So there will be one shot bitch in an arch. <laughs> okay. 
That's a nice one. Uh, Tasty. Gotta even. do it. Otherwise, you'll know you're in the Coliseum. It's true. Okay. Uh, Exciting. And but also, also, I think Carrie gonna did. You think Carrie gonna die by Michelle Hand? Ooh. Okay. You think Michelle Dessler, who is in custody, Michelle, is going to break Michelle, out? Michelle and- a traitor. There it is. <laughs> oh, you think so? Michelle's a traitor, but she's going to break out and kill Carrie. The, mm-hmm. Just like on her way out, just like I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, proving that she's better than Nina. She's an upgrade. Hey, hey, hey! I betrayed the country, but also fuck that bitch. <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> no, that is exactly no, what no. Nina did. <laughs> but 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 Nina killed a nice lady. Michelle oh, killed, that's true. Michelle that's killed a bitch. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to argue with. Oh, man. I'm on the kill list. Yeah. I forgot. Man, season three is a good one. <laughs> oh, man. The kill count in season three is out of control. Anyway. <laughs> well, Curtis, any any closing thoughts for as we approach the end of season two? Nope. Okay, great. Um, well, everyone, that will do it for us this week on Longest Days of Our Lives. We have one hour left. We thank you so much for joining us. As a veteran viewer, I cannot wait to hear Curtis's live reaction to one specific kill from this upcoming episode. <laughs> That's true. Is are it we, Michelle are killing Carrie? Um, yeah, it, live? it probably is. We, I think we need we to need again. To. Yeah. I think we need I to. Yeah. But I will ask you to edit it again because I don't know how you did it last time and it was really good. All right. Thanks. <laughs> um, but everyone, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to share any any kill theories or just general thoughts on the show, you can email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We listen to literally nope. We read every <laughs> message we get. We listen we love to, to hear them from our fans. Well. If you want to share a theory, read a me- have us read a message on air. We would love to hear from you. Um, and you can also hear more about our sister show, Trends in Low Places, which uh, Michael and I, and occasionally Curtis, this week, definitely Curtis, uh, we talk about really dumb internet stories. If you like this show, um, you would almost certainly enjoy Trends in Low Places. It's basically just us two to three idiots talking about dumb internet stories, and we just have a good time. So... If you like this one, check out that one. Uh, and what else do I normally say? There's one other thing. Oh, yeah. You can find out more information, generally speaking, at goodbuddymedia.com. Michael wrote a blog post or two and got really proud of himself and then stopped because it sucks. Um, but every <laughs> once in a while, we put up. so much, though? It's, it's just so, bad. It's, it's so just, easy, though. It's so easy, but I have a job <laughs> that makes me write all the time. So when it comes time to, like, write dumb thoughts about a 17-year-old TV show. It's tough to do. Mm. But uh, here we are. But, uh, Curtis, how else can people help us out if they're not reading our non-existent blog post? <laughs> well, if you want to help us out, guys, go ahead and subscribe to uh, this podcast or our sister show, Trends in Low Places, on the podcast app of choice that you have, uh, either iTunes, Pod, uh, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, however you subscribe to podcasts, find our show, subscribe when you do that. Go ahead and leave a little rating and a review, uh, and that's how we move up the charts to become a podcast juggernaut. And one day, one day, be sponsored by bourbon. I'd love it. I'd love to be sponsored by Mm -hmm. bourbon. Just bourbon. Yeah. Do that. 
do that, y'all. And listen. Listen to all of it and love it. <laughs> Michael, how can the folks help us on the old social medias? You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at LDoolCast, L-D-O-O-L cast. Um, and when you do, give us a follow, friend us, join the fan group, give us a give us a shout out, retweet us, fave us, do whatever you want to do by tapping that little screen and letting us know that you love us. Give it a little tappy. Give it a little tap. And uh yeah, you can also leave us comments, messages, anything, your theories on uh on Facebook or Twitter. We will definitely read them and retweet them. Um we love hearing from you guys. Yeah. Well, uh gents, I hate to tell you this, but we are running out of time. Toodles. Ha <laughs> ha